Hi, my name is Claire Vincent, and I'm the host of House Call, an Affinity Strategies podcast. During episode 12, Let Affinity Strategies Support Your Association's Forward Thinking, Sarah White and I discuss the company founded by Liz Schumacher, Affinity Strategies. We talk about the services that Affinity Strategies provides to its clients, the challenges faced and trends experienced by medical associations, and how Affinity Strategies is striking a balance between their own interests and those of current and prospective clients during this accelerated time of growth. First, let's talk about Sarah. She's the Chief Operating Officer for Affinity Strategies. She has held a CPA certificate since 1999 and has experience in public accounting working within both the public and private sector. She also serves as board president for Senior Home Sharing, a not-for-profit organization committed to providing affordable family-style living to senior citizens. Sarah enjoys time with her husband, children, and family, and of course, Loyola Sports. I really enjoyed interviewing Sarah for episode 12 and hope you find our conversation interesting. Sarah, welcome to our show today. Thank you. Happy to be here. Oh, well, we are thrilled to have you. So Sarah, wondering if we can might maybe start off our conversation with you telling us about Affinity Strategies and your role with the company. Sure. Uh, Affinity Strategies is an association management company. Um, and I think a lot of people don't really know what an association management company does. I know when I first learned about it years ago, um, I, I asked a lot of questions because I couldn't quite wrap my head around it. And basically, if you belong to any sort of professional organization, um, it, you come together because you have a like-minded interest. You want to network. You want to continue to get um, continuing ed credits at times in your preferred specialty. And, um, and so you pay a membership to an association in order to provide all of that to you. Um, but you've got your day job. And uh, you may elect a board that the, a board of volunteers that that is um, that's kind of in charge of running and, and strategizing the the forward motion of an association. But we, at the, as an association management company, kind of become that that association's brick and mortar office, for lack of a better word. We mm-hmm. take on all the operations of the association because the volunteer board has full nine to five jobs, and so. Uh, we are able to provide um, website uh, management, membership management, financial management, uh, marketing, um, industrial, uh, I'm sorry, industry re- relations for our uh, various associations. And so we just kind of take on all of the business of running the association so that the association can concentrate on its mission um, and, and, and drive that forward. So uh, what makes Affinity Strategies different is we actually only work with medical associations. So mm. we've just, yeah, so, so we've decided to specialize just in, in that realm because the, the needs of these medical associations are so unique. Um, and we feel that by staying focused on this one uh, kind of niche of association management, we're really able to, to service our clients and uh, take a deep dive into what matters most to them versus having to be kind of um, the jack of all trades, uh, master of none. We like mm-hmm. to be, you know, the experts in what our, our, our folks in the medicine, medical world need. So mm-hmm. um that's, that's kind of a little bit of back up, background on Affinity Strategies. Um, I am uh, the COO of Affinity Strategies, um, and I kind of wear many hats um, within the organization. We're a, we're a smaller, <laughs> we're a smaller company. So, is that uh, anyone who works in a smaller company knows you? 
you just do what needs to get done and and, uh, and pitch in when when needed. Um, but I tend to really focus on uh, making sure that our our clients stay compliant with you know any sort of corporate filings and, and some of the the responsibilities as nonprofit organizations that make sure that we're keeping them in compliance and, and, and in good standing. Um, and, and I, and I watch uh, and coordinate the financial management of all of our organizations. And then I help out with, uh, you know, kind of just managing our internal staff and uh, making sure that everyone has the resources that they need uh, in order to, to fulfill their role and, and really support our clients. Mm. Well, Sarah, you are wearing a big pair of shoes, and um, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a lot to to contend with on a daily basis. And um, thank you for for sharing um, kind of an overview of what Affinity Strategies does. And it is such an interesting kind of niche um, company uh, that you work for. And um, obviously. Um, there is a, a distinct purpose that you're able to serve. So that is that is a really, really cool, cool organization to be part of. How did you become interested in working with Affinity Strategies? So I, um, by degree, I am an accountant and started my career out in public accounting with, um, with Deloitte and um, had a great early career there and was fortunate enough to uh, be in their audit group and had um, several nonprofit clients that I worked for. Um, and so I really just uh, kind of had an early on interest in the nonprofit world. Um, and then life happens, you know, and you and I, I moved through some industry jobs through the years, um, you know, working in construction accounting, some real estate. Mm. Um, I've served as a on several volunteer boards on nonprofits. So just kind of um, dabbled a little bit in in, in, in kind of the um, little sectors that kind of are, are close to or somewhat involved with nonprofits, but never really found something that used both my talents um, from school uh, as well as kind of make a living at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, so I stumbled upon association management about uh, eight or eight or nine years ago, um, actually speaking with uh, uh, the owner of a, of a different association management company, just kind of getting to know what she did and, and how she ran her business. And to me, it just, it, it, a light bulb went off. I can, I could use my, my degree, my accounting um, skills, uh, which are not always that glamorous. The exciting, <laughs> accounting is never what someone would call as exciting. Um, so I, uh, and, and we don't get to do, we, we don't get to like create anything other than some reports that some people don't necessarily even want to read. Um, but by, <laughs> but by getting into association management, I was, I felt like I could use my skill set while supporting um, groups and, and, and individuals who really did have a, a mission and a real goal to, to move forward what they're, what they were passionate about and um, and they didn't necessarily have the skill sets that I did to make sure that they were doing it in a um, financially and fiscally responsible way. So it kind of it was it was a neat way to me to to meld a couple of my interests together and, and turn it into a career. Ah, oh, that sounds like a great match for both you and Affinity <laughs> Strategies. So that's fantastic. Yeah. I would love to hear those stories. Yeah. So. If we can talk a little bit more specifically about um, some of your client organizations, I'm wondering if mm-hmm. you can tell us about some of the challenges that they're facing right now. Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, I think anyone can can kind of agree that anyone related to the medical world um, right now has been through quite uh, quite a few years here that we've been through. Yeah. Um, you know, the, co- uh, the the pandemic really 
highlighted a lot of um, weaknesses and challenges within the medical world as a whole, um, but it's our, the, the humans that were on the front line that were caring for their fellow humans that really took the, the brunt of all of, of, of the last three years on their shoulders. So I think um, as individuals, I think several of our um, groups have, have members that are, are kind of facing down burnout and figuring mm-hmm. out uh, and developing um, skills and, and, uh, and, and life strategies to, to combat burnout, to make sure that they are taking care of their own mental health um, and that they have uh, the resources and the um, and the headspace in order to to make sure that they are okay, you know, after so many years of of making sure that others are physically okay. So mm-hmm. I think to me that's that's kind of the overarching, um, especially as, as far as individuals go. Um, you know, I think then if you if you take it to the next to the next level, and we talk about our organization organizations as a whole. Um, you know, I think that the, the whole the landscape of, of associations is changing. Um, you know, back in the day, 20, 30 years ago, an association was a no brainer. That's how you got together and networked with your uh, fellow professionals. You got to you mm-hmm. went to an annual meeting. That's how you could connect with them because there was really no other um, efficient way to connect with them. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, fast forward to where we are now, and there's there's social media, there's technology, there's ways for people to stay connected. Um, even without being physically together. Again, um, you know, that was even fast-forwarded um, uh, even more so due to COVID. Uh, we got into the virtual meetings, et cetera. Sure, so I, I, sure. I, think, I think the organizations need to, um, they're constantly uh, on the lookout for how to stay relevant and how to continue to engage their, especially their younger members and make sure that the younger members see value in, in supporting these, um, these associations and continuing to, to help uh, drive forward the mission of the of the associations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think those are kind of the, the, the what I see is is the most uh, across the board the most common things that I'm seeing. Yeah, that's great. And you know that notion of kind of always being forward thinking is is not a bad challenge to have, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and and so you've. All of these organizations have at their core a group of very passionate people who decided to, you know, doctors aren't known for their short hours of work. (laughs) You know, they work they work really long hours and then they go and volunteer um, to to drive forward the mission of an organization that they're obviously very passionate about. So you can't help but want to to uh, make sure that they succeed and continue to um, continue to hone in on, on what the next generation is looking for so that the, the association lives on beyond their involvement. Mm. And it's so great that um, Infinity Strategies is there to kind of help fill in those gaps where, like you said, they all have, the, your members of these organizations all have full-time jobs. So it must be a great relief having um, to be able to depend on a great company like Affinity Strategies to be able to support them in ways that they just can't do themselves. Yes, absolutely. Definitely our goal for sure. Fantastic. Affinity Strategies is a full-service nonprofit healthcare associate management and stakeholder engagement firm. They use digital-first solutions to promote transparent, efficient business practices. They partner with each client organization to maximize both staff and client expertise experience, and relationships to meet goals. To learn more about Affinity Strategy Services, the team, and the mission-driven work they have done and continue to do, 
visit their website at affinity-strategies.com. All right, Sarah. I know that Affinity Strategies has seen tremendous growth over the last couple of years. How have you been able to help strike the balance between meeting the needs of your current clients, your new clients, and maintaining a great culture for your employees? Yes, that is probably, uh, you know, one of our greatest challenges. And it's something that um, we manage as a leadership team by, um, you know, constant communication, um, constant check-ins, not only with our uh, client leadership, but with our staff. Um, So we do have a range of of clients from, um, you know, the very small, uh, you know, maybe 100-member organizations up to organizations that have thousands. And Mm -hmm. uh, the the association management model is, Kind of helpful in this in this regard because you know we assign a client lead to each individual client uh, and they kind of become the champion or the owner of of that client's um, that client's day to day operations and then mm-hmm. we are able to provide uh, several experts in different areas that give a little bit of their time to each one of our clients um, you know whether it be graphics design meeting planning um, industry relations so. I believe that the way we kind of balance the needs of, of old and new is by having some consistent leadership, staff leadership on each of our clients so that they know they've got someone who is always looking out for them. Yeah. Um, and, and then as we grow and we get, um, we get new clients and with some of that, we get bigger clients, you know, that just opens up more resources that actually, uh, you know, even our smaller clients then get to take advantage of. So um, it's kind of, it's, really being transparent and communicative with each other as a team. Um, and, and we'd like to share best practices. So um, we, we have a, uh, you know, a team chat that we're on all day, you know, where people reach out, Hey, I've got this situation going on. Has anyone ever had this, you know, any thoughts? Mm-hmm. And, and so it's just, it's a very team and collaborative um, type environment that we work in. So, um, and that's where we, we kind of, uh, try to focus our efforts is on um, giving each of our clients the benefit of having an association management company. So they're not just all in on one person who's trying to do everything for them. They have a team of people who are looking at for them. And by with having a team, you've got a, a certain degree of being able to be nimble um, then because you can pull more resources from one and, and shift around as, as each team or each client needs it. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of how we, we get her, we get around and, and make sure that we're balancing the needs of everyone on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would imagine for, for your employees, this has also been a pretty exciting time for them as well, right? It has been, it has been, um, you know, and with, with change and growth, you know, there's, there's excitement, there's, um, you know, and in times there's kind of, there's uncertainty of, you know, what is, mm-hmm. how does my role change? How do I, how do I grow within um, my role to continue to, to grow as the organization grows? So uh, I think it is an exciting uh, time and there, and you're really able to see a lot of, of different things that you wouldn't necessarily see if you were in, you know, just a standalone company kind of working on one project and that's all you're, uh, you know, you're, you're clocking in day and day in and day after, um, on the same thing. Uh, here we've got, you get a chance to see a little bit of everything and, and kind of get to see, um, uh, 
uh, I, I've got several of our EDs that, you know, they call me up. They're literally so excited when, you know, their client makes a revenue goal or their client mm-hmm. comes up with a new program that ends up making them, a, a, you know, a good amount of money. I love the passion and excitement that several of our EDs have when, when, they're, when their client is successful because it means they really love their job and they really love, you know, who they're, who they're helping out. Yeah. And it's just such great motivation for them to continue to be engaged, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's great. Thanks for, for, for sharing your thoughts on that. I, um, I'd like to talk more about the specific services that Affinity Strategies uh, provides to, to their client organizations. Could you describe them for us? Sure, sure. So, you know, I think the basis of all of our associations are, is obviously membership. So, um, first and foremost, we make sure we maintain a platform by which all of the members can manage their memberships and, and find out information about uh, the organization. So uh, in the world that we live in, that's all going to be driven through a website. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we maintain the, we maintain the website um, uh, and we maintain the membership databases. We follow up with members who are having problems or have a question or, or, or um, are trying to sign up for a membership, et cetera. We're kind of that customer service that first person, that um, that first layer that a member will often talk to when they're, you know, trying to join one of our organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, so from that, that's kind of like the beginning piece. And then um, each of our organizations, as I mentioned earlier, you know, they all have an annual meeting. Um, uh, in the past, uh, you know, for, for decades, it was always, you know, in person. Everyone, you know, would show up for a couple of days. You can get your continuing education credits through that. Etc. The last few years, like I said, we've uh, we pivoted somewhat to um, pivoted entirely, in fact, all to virtual meetings uh, in order to accomplish the goals of of for sure providing the education requirements that our mm-hmm. uh, medical professionals needed, but even some networking. So um, we 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 worked with them on that, and, and now we're kind of, it's pretty exciting. We've got all of our groups back in person, um, and so we do the meeting planning um, and, and management. So we do everything from um, you know, locating and securing hotel space, uh, negotiating the hotel contracts, uh, making sure that all of the speakers and, um, and, and stakeholders are, you know, are, are, are able to attend and get all of the documentation in order for accreditation, et cetera, so that the meetings are not only, like I said, networking opportunities, but also that we're able to provide our members with um, with the continuing education that they need in order to maintain their licenses, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and then uh, overarching all of this is we've got marketing uh, and, and graphics design, social media management we do for them. Um, and then uh, most of our clients, we have a pretty um, hefty uh, in industry relations partner uh, partnership that we work to, to create for them so that um, you know, if there's anyone in uh, various medical supplies or, or pharmacy or, or any of that nature that um, could help partner with any of our associations to drive forward um, education and, and research and, and resources out into the medical world, uh, you know, we try to form those relationships so that, um, you know, our, our clients have good um, financial support and, and, and have the means with which to get out um, uh, get out the education message and, you know, further their mission as a whole uh, for the organization. Um, and then finally, uh, and like I alluded to earlier, the less glamorous piece, um, but the what I would call the most important piece is we, we make sure we manage all of their financials from 
um, from the moment a check comes in the door um, uh, for a deposit or for a membership renewal uh, through um, every uh, every payable and every vendor that needs to get paid, uh, we take we take the entire uh, financial cycle on for them um, and, and push out financial reports for them um, on a monthly or quarterly basis so that they as a board can fulfill their fiduciary responsibility mm-hmm. of making sure that all of their assets are being handled. We take on all of that because again, um, none of our, none of our members or doctors are experts in, you know, how to, how to roll out a marketing campaign or how to put together a, a budget or, um, or make sure that the financial statements are in good order or, you know, or run a whole meeting. Um, we, we, we provide that expertise for them um, um, really from, for any need that they have. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the more fun things we've been doing as well as we, we help them do webinar series. We help them with, with podcasts. Um, you know, we kind of like to think outside the box and, and not just focus on, on, on the, um, on the meetings and kind of the day to day. We like to always have them thinking creatively, like how else can we engage our members? How else can we get the mission and the message of the organization out to the greater world? And um, so we've had a lot of fun, you know, some of them, uh, like I said, creating, um, creating podcast series, uh, bringing in some fun speakers, um, looking at things a little bit more creatively as far as how, as how to, how to, um, how to get their message out. Wow. That is quite a, an offering of services. Um, and mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I know you keep downplaying the whole uh, financial aspect of support <laughs> that Affinity Strategies provides, but I mean, as you know, um, as a uh, accountant by trade, it is really, really important that it's done correctly. So um, I wouldn't downplay that if I were you. <laughs> I know. I like I like to tease my husband as well as an accountant, and so I, I always like to tease that we're really fun at parties. But uh, but I agree. I it is. <laughs> It is the most important thing to me, quite frankly, because um, you know, without without money and resources, you know, none of the programming can can move forward, mm-hmm. and and um, and uh, and volunteers and members entrust the organizations with their funds to, to manage them uh, properly, and uh, and and I'm pretty proud of the of the systems and the policies and the procedures that we have in place, so that I can you know I can always assure all of our organizations that they are in good shape from that perspective. Hmm. Hmm. I'm also wondering: Does um, Affinity Strategies provide strategic planning as a service to clients as well? They do. Thank you um, for reminding me of that. That's actually kind of—it's so inherent in what we do with our groups. That's mm-hmm. probably why I even forget to uh, to forget to highlight it. It's because to me, that's that's kind of the umbrella, the the um, the guide by which they do everything that they do within the mm-hmm. organization. So um, every you know the theme of the meetings, um, you know different. Uh, different areas they want to focus on. Um, we have uh, a strategic uh, planning team that works with, works directly with them. Um, they're, they're specialized in, in this exact uh, role and they really can draw out uh, from each of our organizations. They really encourage them to, to think big, to think, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, bigger goals than they even thought were possible. Um, and then they give them a very uh, uh, laid out approach to how do we get there our, our CEO and owner, uh, Liz Schumacher, is fantastic at this, um, mm-hmm. and and she kind of she drives that with them, and it really, I think, takes a load off of the the um, the minds of some of our boards because they have a roadmap. By the time they get through with their strategic planning, they have a roadmap. They know where they want to go, and they are they have been given um, kind of milestones, approachable milestones, so that they 
they, they can see how it's possible. Even though something looks big at the beginning, when you break it down into smaller steps, it all of a sudden becomes very doable and, and it gives them some ownership over how to, how to move that forward. Yeah. And, you know, um, it, it's such a great service uh, that your organization provides because you're right. If without that overarching plan, it's, it's difficult to begin to find your way. Right. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. that's Absolutely. fantastic. Um, say, I know we talked a little bit earlier um, in the show about a, a trend that you've been noticing um, regarding, you know, kind of becoming leveraging sort of the the virtual reality, so to speak, in in reaching members and in carrying out um, association missions. But I'm wondering if you can share other thoughts you may have on trends that professional healthcare associations should be paying attention to, and how is Affinity Strategies um, there to support those? Um, yeah, I think, um, honestly, first and foremost, I think the, the number one thing that they all um, need to focus on, which I touched upon a little bit earlier, is is engaging that next generation um, mm. and making sure that, um, you know, I'll be curious to see how it shakes out long-term with, with COVID as far as, um, you know, will there be a decrease or an increase in those going into the medical field? Will they be going in in different roles than historically? You know, will it, will it skew some um, skew towards one profession or I'm sorry, one uh, specialty versus another, those types of things. And I, I think that if we can get our organizations that, um, you know, some of them are very, uh, very specialized, uh, if they can recognize that once uh, a young early career individual joins, they're joining because they're looking to, um, to, to get some mentoring, to, to see what that next stage is going to look like, you know, and then they move to that stage and then what's the next stage going to look like. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. we have encouraged uh, and had some, some great success with many of our clients um, setting up mentoring programs of, of, of some sort or another, uh, whether it be, you know, at an annual meeting, having some time, um, with some of the the board members or some of the later in career um, uh, members, you know, having a maybe a cup of coffee or a little round table with some of the early careers or the residents, or this, even sometimes some of the students get to come to some of those meetings and well as well. And I just think what an amazing opportunity to to be able to learn beyond the textbook um, mm-hmm. what that profession looks like in real life. So uh, we've we've facilitated that with um, with with many of them. I think that the nice thing about it is it's also something that's very easily done virtually, um, where you can do a virtual coffee hour, yeah. um, you know, between 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 generations within the same profession. Um, and I just you know it's it's really interesting, and, and I think that um, sometimes it's taken for granted. But you know, some of the leaders of our organizations are truly nationally known leaders within their specialty. And for mm-hmm. um, someone, you know, new to the profession, these are almost, these are like mini celebrities to them. And so there's mm-hmm. a lot of weight that goes along with it. And, and if you can establish that, um, that kind of bond and that value um, in the organization from an early point on, you know, now you've got your future leaders of the organization already kind of stepping up and, and getting excited. So um, I think that's, and, and we've also, another thing we've done with them is we've empowered them to do the, the students and residents to, to kind of put on their own little workshops um, for mm-hmm. each other, uh, again, so that they can start to figure out what it feels like to organize um, something maybe from the smaller level 
that, you know, they can take from beginning to end and have ownership over it so that they're, they're vested in the organization. Yeah. And check my thinking on this, Sarah, but I would imagine some of the um, professionals who've been around a, a longer amount of time are probably keenly interested in this mentorship because they are so highly invested in, in their organizations and they probably want to be sure to pass it off uh, to good hands, so to speak. Yes, you're absolutely right. Um, they've put in a lot of, uh, a lot of man hours, blood, sweat, and tears into the organization. They don't want to see it um, weaken as time goes on. And so they are often um, more so than not, I would say, just very happy to mentor, to, to ask how they can get involved um, and to, and to really, you know, take ownership of that role and, 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 um, and pass along as much as they can to the, to the next generation. Mm, great, great program. And um, yeah, I bet you are eager to see, um, you know, in a couple of years, the kind of the lasting impression these programs are having on your, on your client organizations. Really, really great idea. Great idea. Yeah. All right, Sarah, we have reached the point in our show where I like to transition and ask you um, to be able to share a little bit about yourself through our lightning round questions. So will that does that sound okay for you? All right, I see. <laughs> I think I'm ready. <laughs> right. No, no, no need to do any uh, uh, advanced preparation for this part. It really is meant to be um, just uh, quick responses, okay, and fun. All right. Sounds sound good. Okay. So, describe yourself in three words. Uh, hmm. um, I would say honest. Uh, empathetic and funny. Ah, yes. Yes. I agree. Favorite day of the week? Sunday. Sunday. It's a fresh start. <laughs> okay. You, you know what? You are, uh, that I've been getting that answer quite a bit lately. So Sunday, nice. fresh start. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Last song you downloaded. Oh my goodness. I'm so terrible at this. My husband will laugh because I can never remember names from one to the other, but I'm going to, somewhat of a visual person. So let me think, I think it's 1975. Um, I, I want to call I think it's called the band or part of the band. Um, great song. If you haven't heard it, but it's 19, it's, it's 1975. I think is the name of the, of the band that plays it. And the name of the song is the, is the band. Oh yes. I'm familiar with 1975. Very good. Yeah. Good yeah, choice. I love that Good choice. Thanks. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Absolutely animals. Uh -huh. <laughs> I would be fascinated, <laughs> especially my two dogs. And, uh... <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm with you. It would be fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, favorite junk food? Oh, that's a good one. Um, Cheetos. Such a guilty Ooh. pleasure. Just a little bag of Cheetos. Just the regular old yeah, Cheeto not flavor. Not spicy, not anything, just Cheetos. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I never let myself eat those. <laughs> oh, yeah. They are, they are good. They are good. <laughs> Ask permission or forgiveness? Definitely permission. I'm such a rule follower. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> For permission for sure. <laughs> all right. All right. What's the most boring thing ever? That is a, that's a tricky one. Um, I can't even remember the last time I was bored, if I'm being honest. Um, 
Oh. I, I, and I love boredom. I love, to me, I think some of the best ideas come out of boredom. Um, so to me, I almost, I see boredom, uh, I, I guess I probably need to di- differentiate boredom versus boring. Um, boredom I find to be a positive. Um, boring, I would say, uh, you know, listening to someone speak who has no speaking abilities. Oh. <laughs> someone who's trying to present. <laughs> <laughs> and they shouldn't be presenting if I'm being if I'm being really blatantly honest. <laughs> Very um, good. Very good. Good answer. Good answer. Um, how many times did you sneeze in the last seven days? Gosh, two maybe. I haven't. I've, I've been lucky. This 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 uh, allergy season's been easy on me. So yeah, I would say maybe two times. Good. Good for you. Thanks. What's the fastest you've ever driven a car? Oh, I'm regularly up in the 90s. Um, I'm a fast driver. Uh, I'm a Detroit girl at heart, so I like to drive. (laughs) So I've never broke 100, though. I've got to be honest. I've never broken 100. All right. But, you know, regular driving at 90 for a roof follower is, uh, you know, that's something, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah. And knock on wood, I've never gotten a speeding ticket. So I must, I I think I pay it. Check in with with me next week. I'm sure I might have one because I think I just jinxed myself. (laughs) Oh goodness. I hope not. I hope not. Um, What's for dinner tonight? Uh, Minestrone. Delicious. Minestrone. Yeah. Thank you. Delicious. Dawn or dusk? Um, Dawn, again, I'm another fresh start kind of person. I'm a definite early bird. So, Lovely. Uh, I'm a, yeah. Yep. Lovely. Is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? <laughs> um, <laughs> absolutely not. They're tasty. I love animal crackers. There you, so, there you go. Anything wrong. <laughs> there yeah, you go. They're, they're delightful. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> Who do you admire? You know, I would have to say uh, I've got a mother-in-law that's pretty spectacular, um, which is not a sentence I think that many people get to say. Um, and she has, uh, she's one of those women who, who kind of, for, without going into too many, you know, lifelong details, really did a good job of balancing her family um, and, and raising a family, but also watching out for her own career and, and following her dreams and went into school um, kind of midway through raising her kids and, and got a, a degree in nursing and went on to be one of the, the leaders in the, in the nursing world and in the field of oncology. So just wow. admire that. It kind of gives me hope that, you know, it's never too late, right, to, to do yeah. what your next what your next gig is going to be. So I admire her for that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. What are you currently reading? Um, The book called Incredibly Bright Creatures. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm only about four or five chapters into it. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able to go too far into it, but it's told from the perspective of of an octopus. So yes, uh, an octopus in captivity. So I'm just completely different genre for me. I'm usually a uh, World War II historical fiction nut. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is a, this is definitely a a change of pace for me. So I'm pretty excited about it. That's really interesting. And um, no wonder you would rather be able to talk to animals. Right, because you're right, reading exactly. a book. Right, <laughs> exactly. <Yes. laughs> you're reading that book. Think about that. You're very, very true. <laughs> oh, so curious. Well, you'll have to let me know how that book is when you're finished. Okay. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right, and I have come to my last question for you, Sarah. Mm-hmm. What is your dream job? Of course, other than the one you currently have. I want to run a B and B. I would. I. 
I've been wanting to do it for decades. Um, never, never was able to pull the trigger at this point, but who knows what my future brings. I, I just think it would be really neat. Um, and I would do it up north in the north woods, um, mm. which is my happy place. So, mm. yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, sounds like a lot of work, however, but it, it sounds like it, an it interesting does. job. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. See, I, I think I would run the, the, the bread and breakfast. I would would hire out the people to work it. Ah, <laughs> I smart. would just kind of be the social chair of it, right? Like, yes. <laughs> I would love yes. to be guest, but I would, <laughs> I would definitely uh, make sure I had to, a good support team. <laughs> very good. So, well, and that's why you are the COO, right? Of your right. current company. So that's, that's fantastic. Well, Sarah, thank you so, so much for your time today. It was a great conversation. So appreciate all of your thoughts and wisdom and insights about, you know, supporting healthcare professional associations. Really, really enjoyed our time together. Oh, me too. My pleasure. It was, it was fun. Thanks. That was a fantastic conversation with Sarah. As she shared, Affinity Strategies is engaging in some amazing activities to help medical associations face the associated burnout from the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as staying in tune with the trends regarding associations by leveraging technology in new and different ways to encourage their members to stay connected, as well as implementing mentorship programs to bring along the younger generation of healthcare providers. Further, Sarah shared that by leveraging the association management model, Affinity Strategies helps create a positive environment for their employees while serving the needs of their current and new organizations. They lean into a variety of collaboration methods to share best practices with one another and rely on the Affinity Strategies holistic team to support their clients. Lastly, Sarah touched on Affinity Strategies' attitude towards change and stated that it can be both exciting, but also acknowledged that it can be uncertain at times. With their clients' experiences in mind, Affinity Strategy practices embracing the constant exposure to new challenges to serve their clients more efficiently and effectively. Today's episode was written and researched by me, Claire Vincent, with technical production provided by Derek Anderson and music from Caleb Justinger. Be sure to follow our series to stay up to date on new episodes. Share it with your friends, and if you enjoy what you are hearing, kindly give us a like. This helps us get the word out about our series. You can expect a new episode to drop sometime during the third week of each month. Thank you so much for listening to House Call, an Affinity Strategies podcast. We appreciate you so, so much. I look forward to catching up with you again in just a few weeks. Thanks again for listening. This is Claire Vincent.